Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Making Bank. I'm Salman. I go by Salman Needs a Job on Discord. Today, I'm joined by Sanad, who I know as a guild coordinator at Dowlationships Guild. The reason we are having this conversation today is because Sanat just became an L2 within Bankless DAO. Uh, when I heard this announcement by Zero X Lucas on last week's community call, I was happy because I know Sanat to be an awesome guy, very talented, and with a lot of energy and professionalism in the way he conducts things. So I wanted to use this platform on Making Bank podcast to hear about his journey uh, within Bankless DAO, his experience with projects and guilds that he's involved with, and find out about his learnings uh, being a DAO contributor. Uh, before we begin, I want to quickly read out Sinat's L2 nomination post, which came from NF Thinker. Uh, here you go. Sinat came into DAO relationships and took the reins like a boss. He's a strong contributor in many places around the DAO and is currently representing us in New York as a crypto nexus presenter onboarding the next generation of Web3 adopters. Uh, this poll received 100% yes, uh, with the nomination being seconded by Paul.Eat, Onella, Think Decade, and CryptoDad. All right, that's it for the introduction. Uh, now we get uh, started. So, GM Buddy, how's it going? Hey, GM Salman, thanks for the introduction. Uh, happy to be here. Dude, first of all, uh, congratulations. How does it feel to uh, become L2? Um, amazing. It's a very satisfying feeling. Um, after months of contributions to be recognized as an L2, even though I think there are no big distinctions between uh, levels and, and, and bank in terms of perks that you have right now, but still having being an L2 is uh, so, social status. I think uh, that is really uh, a goal that you really can strive for and achieve. So it's amazing. Uh, also, you're able to pin posts on Discord, and uh, we have discovered that you can record calls on Craig now. Yeah, that's. I love to be able to pin messages. I think that's the best perk I I, I have now as an L2. I love to pin messages and chats that I'm involved. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. But I want to ask you actually, because last week uh, on the community call, when this announcement was being done, were you on that call? I was unfortunately not. I was traveling back from New York to Austria, Vienna. But you were aware uh, that this has happened, is it? Correct. I saw it on Thursday and it took me by surprise. Uh, I was uh, unfortunately pretty occupied uh, because I was uh, overseas. So I, I, I'm catch still catching up with all the information after coming back. Why were you surprised though? Like, did you re not reach out to somebody to uh, get yourself nominated or something? Did, did it just happen organically? To be honest, I had a talk with Jaris uh, James, who's also an L2 contributor and uh, involved in the Relationships Guild as well as in Research Guild and in Crypto Sapiens podcast, like literally everywhere. <laughs> I had a talk with him uh, about partnership that we recently um, announced and uh, that was with Nation3. While we had the AMA, uh, we prepared the docs uh, and everything that we needed. And I prepared two kind of services or two offers for them 
on, on ways how, how we can get kind of a partnership and collaboration between Bankless DAO and Nation3 DAO. And one of them was um, a perk for L2 members. Uh, and it was kind of similar to the airdrop that we had with BFF. For those that are not aware of uh, BFF, prior to their uh, air launch, they, air, air, they airdropped 50 bracelets to L2 members. And Nation3 DAO um, is about Cloud Nation uh, states, and they will release uh, 420 Genesis, uh, Genesis passports. And there will be only 420, and they are unique. And I was like, we have 84 L2 members, uh, so 20% of the Genesis passports could be airdropped to them. And as I was like uh, talking with Jerris about this, he was like, wait, you're not even an L2. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. And so he was like, we got to make you an L2. And um, over time, I think he had talks with NF Thinker, and then like NF Thinker just put it up last week. And so... That's kind of the the origin of how this all came up. But I was I was surprised, to be honest, that it came like literally last week. So yeah. That's very interesting. So having been part of DAO relationships, I've seen you work. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, always inspired. Like I, I feel like within Bankless DAO, I'm often inspired by people. Uh, everyone has a different style of work and a lot of different skills are uh, very apparent in in the discussions and in the contributions uh, within Discord. And uh, yours, uh, from what I've seen in DAO relationships, Guild, you're able to really drive a meeting and have a focused agenda and have these productive discussions every every week. So, but that is what I know from Dow Relationships Guild. But I know that you've been around, uh, you know, I think a lot more active within in other places of the Dow, like the Research Guild and other places. Would love to hear, uh, like, uh, your involvement with Bankless. How did you join? Uh, how did you end up here? And uh, what are uh, what are the, some other, some of the other things you're working on? Yeah. So my Bankless journey, Bankless Dow journey, uh, started in January this year. So literally after New Year, I was uh, joining the Discord server after becoming a DJ and Digging down the crypto rabbit hole in 2021, starting with crypto investing, uh, NFT trading afterwards, and then ending up with DAOs. And literally, Bankless DAO was the first DAO that I joined and that I got involved in. So I think a good pick. So, <laughs> and uh, when I joined, I introduced myself, of course, and shared my experience. I remember, but I can't remember which member, but uh, they. Um, offered me a light. They recommended me to get in touch with, I think it was two guilds back then. So research and education guild, because my experience in this space have been primary on research and educating myself about crypto and Web3. So I was joining the research guild and got involved uh, primarily there for the first two or three months. So season three uh, in Bankless now, which lasted from January until April this year. And my contributions there where I uh, work together with uh, another, hopefully soon, L2 member, Infinite Homie. We got to get her to L1 first, uh, but she, her poll was also successful. Was successful. She got also nominated as L2. And uh, she was back then, um, well, we split up the role as we called it South Wind Role, which was just about um, a member relation, getting folks onboarded. Uh, showing them the uh, research guild. And we split that role and responsibility over season three, which gave me a good reason to stick around and 
earned my first bank actually, which were really by uh, splitting, by having a split role with another member. And so as I was getting more involved with the Research Guild, I um, ended up getting in contact with Bankless Africa too, which is another amazing project led by Africans uh, within Bankless now. And uh, Think Decade, my man, a shout out to him. There was a meeting and he talked about the crypto report that Bankless Africa wants to create. And one of these chapters were about stable coins. And back then we were not a lot of, um, sorry, we were not a lot of contributors and uh, we were figuring out who will take on which uh, kind of chapter. And as I was like searching for ways to get involved, I was already involved in Research Guild. I thought, okay, I can take on this task to uh, like writing a chapter on stable coins. And so I took on this task. And to be honest, I struggled a little bit at first to get it done, which was, I think, primarily due to um, finishing my bachelor's program and being all overwhelmed with the DAO. And I mean, I have many excuses, but in the end, I was just like procrastinating also a bit. So I... Over time, talked with Ernest, uh, which is the governance coordinator in R Research Guild and the Relationships Guild. By the way, big shout out to him as well. One of the most inspiring people, in my opinion, since I've joined the DAO. He's been really um, a, gr a great friend to have uh, as well. And so we talked about the report and he was like, hmm, do you know how they do it in schools where, like in school, they tell you, you should not cheat. So if you have an exam, you should do it by your, by your own. Or if you have a homework, you should do it by your own. But here in the DAO, you can split up the task. You can literally be, who wants to do this with me? This was a big, big mind shift for me personally. That's one of the first things, core things I learned in the DAO is decentralizing responsibility uh, with members uh, that are able to take it on. Uh, and so, and we can maybe talk more about it later, or maybe this is not, nothing for right yeah, now. Absolutely. It, it, it is very interesting, actually. Sharing rules that is told to you, you can actually do this and you found to mm -hmm. be a great unlock. I can see the value in that because as you step into a new role, if you have someone else who is, you know, maybe learning with you or relatively someone you can shadow and learn from, it would be a great value add. And to have something like that, you know, a supporting function like that in your uh, own career and journey inside the DAO would be, I would imagine, to be valuable. You yeah, get, by all means, get into that. Definitely. When I was about to really like decentralize in this space, like um, my my responsibility, take, splitting up the task, again, this mind shift, and it allowed me to figure, like this was the genesis of the first research work group that I steward, uh, stewarded here in the DAO, which was about stable coins. And so uh, we actually made our goal, again, uh, with... A lot of framework help from Ernest. So framework, I mean, uh, having the right mindset and like the tools, simply the cor correct mindset on how to approach this. Uh, he helped me create the Notion page for uh, on the topic of stable coins. Um, he helped me uh, set up meetings, the first meetings. Over time, over season three, the stablecoin chapter developed into a whole work group, which is still alive or still operating, I, I should say. In the end, we didn't create just a chapter. We created a whole journal, uh, involved several members, several guilds from the DAO and provided value, hopefully, to Bankless Africa. And right now we are 10 plus contributors in research, like in Stablecoin Research Workgroup, having calls every week, We're still kind of figuring out async first. I think this is a great approach in workgroups within DAOs. 
and having like calls as kind of check-ins once a week or once every two weeks. And uh, we are now about to secure the third grant from a DeFi project uh, to actually create a research report on. So besides the relationships, this was where my focus and my energy went in the DAO. This was in season three. So this was until April. And what I would recommend everybody who is new in the DAO or like who joins the DAO, who wants to get involved, join one guild you're interested in and a project within a guild and like stick to it. Really try to master it, invest your time, reward yourself with the contributions and the results. And then you will end up be like, okay, now I'm ready to take on additional tasks. And so this was similar to my, like my experience in season four then. I was like, okay, now I'm ready to take on additional roles because I, th I think that I have this like in control. I'm doing my job good and I can explore the DAO. And that's what led me to the relationships. And since then, it has been a great experience. That's a great tip right there. Uh, also, shout out to Ernest. Uh, very, very helpful person and obviously so knowledgeable. So very interesting that you literally started out stablecoin research as a as an initiative from scratch, which led to a work group. So what, like, can you tell me a little bit about your learnings, setting up a work group? Like, what has that been like? Um, at first, pretty hard because I like having things organized in general. And the work group at first was everything but organized. Uh, what helped me again was Ernest, um, who was uh, there during calls, weekly calls and research guild. He took the time. He was also part of the project from the beginning, is it? Yeah, exactly. He still is. Uh, he's, I would say like he's a bit more operating from the background. I think he's always there to jump in when you have questions. But going back to like literally when we start, I think the tools, having the proper tools and knowing, especially knowing how to use them. So right now I know how to use notions because I had uh, gained the experience. I failed a lot of times. I spent a lot of hours on things that now take a few minutes for me, uh, but that's the learning curve. And I think this was the probably the hardest thing for me uh, in terms of starting and, and really making the initial steps for this work group. But as I got more familiar with the tools, and that's like, I think DAO tooling is a very important topic and it will help in general with onboarding because it will make life easier for those that are actually using the tools, which is everybody. <laughs> so I think a crucial area uh, within the adoption general of Web3 and DAOs. And so thinking back, I think this is where I struggled the most or where the stablecoin research work group struggled the most. And the second one would be to get the members actually who want to be involved. And so we really had two, like Ernest, it was Ernest, my persona, and two other folks, which go, or three other folks, sorry, which go by Joe King, Pancho, and Kutubu. Shout out to those as well. I really see them as the core members, really genesis, genesis of this work group who actually helped bootstrap a lot of processes within the research work group by simply being being interested in doing research on this topic and getting things done. And so I think it really needs also a bit of dedicated members who are actually ready to take on tasks and getting things done. Awesome. Uh, now that I've described this so much, like, I just want to like get a better picture about this project itself. It started as a chapter of a research, uh, of, of, of a book, is it? And now it's a journal. What does it look like and who is it for? It's a Bankless Africa project, you said, uh, but I want to just understand like uh, the value proposition there. Yeah, it, it started out as uh, 
I consider it as a, as a chapter within a report. It was an idea by Bankless Africa to create a, a research, a crypto report every three months for Africans uh, as a tool of education, I would say, and, 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 and information. And so the idea behind this was really, I think, to create a maximum of five pages around the topic of stable coins. So what is a stable coin? Why do we need stable coins? What types of stable coins are out there? What to keep in mind when choosing a stable coin and so on. And it really, from there, it developed into literally a journal that is not just in, involving an introduction to stable coins. Uh, it's more of a stable coin journal, primarily for the folks in Africa, where we also take into account the system in Africa, the, the like the different currencies they have, and really compare stable coins to them and, and compare the usage and really try to sort of apply this knowledge about stable coins. Like it's really African orientated. And so it's not just basic stable coin overview and introduction. It's really adjusted for Africans. So if you're African and you, for example, live in, a, in, in Ghana and you want to know about the currency in Ghana, to which currency it's pegged, for example. We also talked about the pegs, different pegs that uh, all these, I think, between 30 and 40 African currencies have. They are, for example, pegged to the euro or, or the dollar as well. And so it was more a focused journal that was, I think, something between 10 and 15 pages in the end. So... Yeah. Got it, got it. And your involvement uh, over there was kind of managing the project or literally doing the research on all of these as well? So what we did was we had a timeline in season three and the first few weeks of the first two weeks was about, or oh, three, sorry, was about doing the research, organizing the research, and I believe it was editing the research. And so really to get the data that we, that we needed as a work group. And so how we handled it is was we worked async in the DAO and met once a week to give updates and to adjust our paths and things that we want to tackle. And so after we did the research and organized it, we actually started the writing process where we had to recruit a member of the Writers Guild. Uh, shout out to Tobias W. Kaiser, who um, wrote uh, the report. At this point, he was involved in Research Guild and in Writers Guild. So it was uh, a person who was part of the research work group because he was interested in stable coins as a topic, but he was also part of the Writers Guild because he uh, is a writer by trade, I would, I would say. So it was a win-win in, in this sense. And um, yeah. How can we get involved, by the way, uh, for someone listening to this episode and wants to get involved in stable coin research? Uh, how do we do that? That's a great question, and thank you for asking that. So for the rest of season four, which is essentially five weeks from now, so we have the 6th of June right now, so probably until mid-July of July, folks that come into Bankless DAO, join the Research Guild, will see the Stablecoin Research Workgroup uh, in the Research Guild as a threat because we operate under the Research Guild and we are not a project right now uh, as of this moment we use guild incentives to compensate our members and grants that we apply for are also an opportunity to compensate folks and so for season five what we plan is to actually make a proposal and get either fundings from the research guild 
or potentially even from the grants committee, depending on, it, it really depends on the ask. It depends on how many guilds we will involve because maybe we will need uh, someone to do the marketing. We will need someone to do consulting. So could potentially uh, involve more than just three guilds, which is uh, an ask for the grants committee. And why I'm explaining this is if this happens and folks are joining after or somewhere in July, but after the mid-July, um, they will see us probably as a project within the project planning category. So uh, nonetheless, we will be on the bank list now. It's this course over. Very interesting. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, now, Sena, tell me, how did you make the decision of uh, nominating yourself for guild coordinated DAO relationships? How did that happen? Were you involved in DAO relationships before? So the relationships got introduced uh, by Jerris and Ernest um, a few times during our research guild calls. So just for clarification, Jerris and Ernest are both role holders in, in research guild. And Ernest is the governance coordinator, both in research guild and in, in the relationships. And a few times it happened like that they introduced the relationships. And I remember being on calls once or twice, but uh, it was not my primary focus and when season three ended and we prepared the docs for season four, I was on a call with, again, Ernest. And we like were on a call for hours. Like we talked about private stuff. It was basically a chill out and hang out. And I was, we were talking about relationships and research field as well. Wait, was it a call within, within the Bankless DAO Discord or a private call? It was a DAO within the Bankless DAO Discord, but it was more of a private because we were there for hours and nobody was joining. And so right. this okay. happened often. Like we, I think we had a call for Research Guild. Everybody left and we sticked around for the yeah, next, yeah. I think, four hours. So that, that happened often. And so um, we, we were just simply talking about everything. And he was talking about the governance uh, doc that he's preparing for the relationships and talking about how uh, the current guild coordinator, or back then the guild coordinator, uh, my friend Bo Bankless was stepping down and they needed a new guild coordinator. And I know it was a kind of a big task, I would say, at first. And he was like, I mean, we work in a permissionless environment. Um, you can always nominate yourself. In the end, um, you maybe get elected or not, depending on the feedback of the community. And so... I was like, I, I, I basically as a person like to jump into the cold water often and be like, let's see, let's explore the place. Um, I think that's why NF Thinker told me uh, in the introduction that I grabbed the bull by the horn because it was literally like that. <laughs> and I was just nominating myself and was uh, and, and told everybody that um, I'm, I'm ready to take on this responsibility. I unfortunately cannot guarantee that it will be successful but I uh, can promise that I will commit and uh, be responsible, like a responsible leader in this case. I think and I hope I, I didn't overpromise in this case. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it also sounds like you were like over the last three months or so, you did qualify yourself to get here because you, you know, initiated a project. I, I mean, you ran a lot of meetings and, uh, you know, rallied people to a particular cause. So you've done this. Kind of, even before you've gotten here. Correct. I, I agree with you because right now what I'm doing, what we are doing in, in the work group and research guild, 
I'm basically the guild coordinator there as well, but it's not official because we don't have any funds yet. <laughs> uh, uh, we use the guild incentives as, as compensation models, which is, by the way, a great, great way for all the people that are listening out there. Um, there are guild incentives and they are amazing. Every guild should have them. So coordinate, for example, or particular proposals that you can um, submit to uh, the guild to get compensated for work that you did or incentives to participate in calls. And this is especially in an environment where we try to approach things kind of from the bottom up, similar to how the research work group developed. It was really a bottom up approach. It literally started from two members being interested in doing that, developed into 15, over 10, uh, 10 to 15 contributors, and still is incentivized by, by guild incentives. So it is possible. And I think it's a good and organic approach to uh, do governance. But at some point, of course, the guilt incentives are not enough. Maybe in season five, uh, we will propose uh, for some kind of governance. Um, like we will have maybe have a governance proposal and, and propose for fundings from Bankless That still kind of um, uh, has to be decided by our work group, of course. I can always propose that. But if the work group is against it, then... We, uh, I think consensus is also a, a very important thing to consider. Interesting. Now I want to ask you, Sanad, uh, what have been uh, your learnings over the last few months? What has changed in uh, Sanad Lake before uh, Bankless DAO <laughs> and uh, now Alto uh, and Bankless DAO? What are the new stuff you've picked up and uh, what has been your, you know, what are, what are the things you have realized, learned about yourself along the way? Oh, wow. Um, that's a very good question. I definitely overcommitted myself in some kind of ways because, as mentioned, I was finishing and I'm still finishing my bachelor's degree in sociology. I got one exam left, which should not be a problem, but I had a few crucial and critical and very important exams over the last three, four months. Uh, I passed, but um, just like learning for them and preparing is a full-time job. Um, I work part-times on my day job as well, and I literally commit full-time in, in, in DAOs uh, or contribute full-time in DAOs. Wait. So what I learned is... Like, how do you do all of this, by the way? I have no idea. I, I, I work probably uh, around 10 to 14 hours per day. Uh, like today, for oh. example, I, I, I work for my day job for, I think, like from 9 a.m., which is a good starting time until um, I would say uh, 2 p.m. Then I get home, I quickly eat something, and I continue my Web3 work. And now it's 11 p.m. here in Austria. Um, and I was working prior to the interview, and I will continue to work after the interview, like, and repeat and repeat. And so uh, this is how, like, my day um, looks like. But I know it's not sustainable. Uh, that's also what I've learned is... I can literally build a really not sustainable work ethic. So uh, o through overcommitment, I right now I have a pretty unsustainable uh, way of, of, of working because I'm literally overcommitting. I'm a workaholic in this kind of sense uh, and really just thinking about the DAO currently uh, and very concerned. And, and so one of my uh, goals, and I really try to, I say myself like always practice what you preach. Um, uh, and it's really like that, like try to 
find a balance, even if it's hard. Uh, but this is one of my big goals for season five, I would say, because I think not a lot will change in season four um, because there's changes need time. And season four, I think, lasts for a couple of weeks. And then we have season five. Uh, one of my, my, my goals there is to really find a balance so that I, that I can actually, again, start having a, uh, a, it, it does sound a little bit sad, but I'm not sad at all. <laughs> uh, the social life has been a bit, um, at second, I would say like, so first it was like literally the work and contributions because I see meaning in that. So it's a very fulfilling, fulfilling job. I, I would say getting things here done, being there for members, contributing in a DAO, getting recognition in the end. Again, like this L2 nomination, it was, it was really fulfilling just being recognized for what you do. Um, and it's really about, I think, finding, finding a balance. But I, I think a lot of folks here in the DAO are or were going through the same. We had a lot of core contributors dropping um, last season, for example, because of burnouts. Um, and so... I think, and iSchool said that at some point, um, shout out to him as well, uh, to economics department coordinator, um, really a guy I also, that inspires me a lot uh, with the way he works, is the DAO gives you as much as you put in. So you can really overcommit because it's somehow easy to overcommit because you can take on tasks and there is not a lot of no's here. Like nobody will say, no, you can't or you don't you're not allowed to. If you want to try it, a lot of folks, a lot of guilds, a lot of projects will give you a try and you can easily overcommit yourself. And so um, I think I, I will finish with this, like um, overcommitment, I learned about a lot about like the way that I can build a really unsustainable way of working. <laughs> Um, I think that is an important conversation. Even through in my brief experience, I can totally relate with that because once once you're inside a DAO and you are attending these calls and you are exploring what's happening, very easily you find yourself uh, welcoming new opportunity. And before you know it, uh, you, you don't know how to manage yourself. It can very easily pile up, and uh, and obviously you only have so much time in your day and uh, <laughs> to manage these things and you don't want to be like guilty about you know not accomplishing things i would even recommend folks to really like as i said like when you join the dao try to commit or try to contribute to one guild of your interest one project explore the space even more get close like you will get you will overcommit at some point because again everybody has to go through this because I think we come a lot from a from a system where there are a lot of borders and 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 I think quite a bit of exclusion. Like again, depending on your socioeconomic status and depending on the area you were born with, but entering a space, entering a system, a world, the digital world, the Web three world, where you can take on the tasks um, and nobody really says you no. You really have to learn to tell yourself no. And I don't want to, or I can't. Um, and I think especially for builders, this is hard because we are out there. We want to build, we want to contribute. We want to create meaningful systems. We want to, we want to save the world. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, 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 I think if you can do something you really want to, and you will do unless you say yourself, no. So 
you, every, I think everybody will get to a point where they can't no more or where they feel, okay, shit, sorry for swearing. It's, I can't no more at this point. And it happened, like we have this podcast here and I'm literally at this point right now, but like in three, four months, hopefully I will tell you, yeah, four months ago I was at this point and right now it looks like that. <laughs> Either I, I, I managed it or not. <laughs> so right, right. I, I hope uh, you figure it out and uh, manage yourself as you are managing uh, <laughs> the relationship skill. <laughs> hopefully it's um, hopefully as <laughs> successful as this task. So. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, on a more positive note, uh, something good that you have learned about yourself uh, through through this experience, um, as in your skills, you know, like, like for example, all these things that you're doing right now. Did you, did you think that you would be doing this like three months back? Did you think you were able to manage all of these things? Probably not in in this space, uh, in, in this uh, pace, like uh, in this short short term. What I'm doing right now is really what I want to do, I'd say. So concerning myself about like leading or stewarding work group, getting things done, organizing stuff, uh, doing research, educating, like the things that we did with CryptoNexus last week uh, with the one-day workshop on on two separate days, which is all about um, um, education for the, like FinTech. We're still trying to figure out. We we are, are going to have a debrief session where we, figure out which areas you want to tackle. But these workshops are, uh, I love doing that. So it really fulfills me. Looking back, I wouldn't have thought that in just five or let's say five to six months, that I will actually reach a point where I can say, I'm actually doing all of these stuffs that I envisioned myself doing in a few years, maybe. Wow. So um, I think this is also what a DAO allows you because there are less borders. And if you want to take on responsibility, you can. If you accomplish, then you can take on positions that you just saw yourself in a few years. So I think this is one of the great experiences I've had. Awesome. That is great. I'd love to hear that. And uh, I think this has been a great conversation. If you have any closing thoughts. I would just say for everyone that is considering joining a DAO and just procrastinating, do it. Take on the step, enter the server, go to the get involved page, write a, sh- a sentence about yourself and get involved because DAOs, I think, are going to play a crucial role. Maybe they are going to coexist with the traditional system or they are going to take over the traditional system. However, they are going to play a specific role because if people can choose, they will always be able to choose between or hopefully always be able to choose between traditional employment structures, I would say, or DAOs. And if you're learning the ta- like the skill set right now, you will hopefully have an advantage in the future and actually be able to help future members that are going to be onboarded with your expertise and experience. And I think this is going to be even more f- fulfilling. It's about also like helping others and helping really like the next generation go bankless in the end. And bankless, DAO, strong. Let's go. Uh, yes, be that strong. All right, buddy. Uh, this has been very good. Uh, I think uh, we'll end it here. Yeah, thank you. 